Welcome to Radiate Church Online. We are so excited about what God is doing here at Radiate Church in Elgin, South Carolina. If you have a story that you would want to share about the impact that God has had on your life, you can share that story at youmatter@radiatechurch.net. Also, if you'd like to give, you can give by going to radiatechurch.net or you can give to our ministry by app. Now, let's prepare our hearts for a powerful message from God. So we're in week five of Go Big or Go Home, and we're going to focus on the final verse, verse seven. If you've missed any of it, make sure you go back to our our podcast, our website, or our app there. But if you would, stand to your feet with me today. I want to do something a little different. I want to read verses 1 through 7 of 2 Kings chapter 4 today. I, I love in Nehemiah whenever they're together and uh, they read the, the word uh, by standing together as a group. And uh, so when we have an opportunity to do that, I like to do that sometimes. So let's read these seven verses together. Now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor has come to take my two children to be a slave. And Elisha said to her, what, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. And then he said, go, borrow vessels at large for yourself from all your neighbors, even empty vessels, and don't get a few. And you shall go in and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour out into all these vessels, and you shall set aside what is full. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, and they were bringing the vessels to her, and she poured. <coughs> when the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not one vessel more, and the oil what? Stopped. It's, this is the crux of the entire message. The entire series is this. Often we're not experiencing everything God wants us to experience in our lives because we've seen what he can provide, but we don't set out more jars for what he wants to truly do. We've prayed for provision, but we don't pray for excess. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. But I just want you to know, often what God wants to do in your life is, 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 is uh, provided by how many jars you set out. He's not going to fill a full jar. His value, his anointing, his blessing is worth more than pouring it on the floor. So he's waiting on empty jars to be set out. Amen? Verse 7, Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and, and your sons can live on the rest. Father, take these words and let them uh, just be action in our lives. God, we have no interest in just reading black and white words, but we know that your word is living and active. It's like a double-edged sword that cuts through bone and marrow. And here's what we know by that, God. We know that you're using it to develop us and shape us. And so, God, I just pray that you would cut off the things that we don't need in our lives and you would add to and increase the things that we do, God. I pray that you would use us and, God, that you speak through us. In your name we pray, amen. High-five two people and tell them set out jars. Come on, high-five two people tell them set out jars this morning. Set out jars, amen. So it, there's, there's two things in the final verse of these seven verses that we've broken down over the past five weeks. And there's two things that I think should encourage us and excite us, to be quite honest with you. Uh, and, and, and they're things that I think the Lord wants us to do, to know. And the first one is this, God knows everything that you need. Hear me today, God knows everything you need. The second one is this, God, God's provision is always greater than your ability. 
So God knows everything we need and God's provision is always greater than our ability. And I want to break those down for just a minute as we kind of move forward today, but I'm going to need your help today. Like, I'm going to need your energy. I'm going to need your excitement. I'm going to need you to tell me, hey, I'm getting this, Pastor, because this is a life-changing concept if we get this today. The first one, if you'll throw uh, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 7 back on the screen for me real quick, the first one is found in the first part, the first portion of the verse there, in that it says, um, verse 7, uh, verse 7, then she came and told the man of God, and he said this, he said, so she goes to him, leave that up. She goes to him, she says, hey, God's done what he said he was going to do in this season. He's used something I didn't think that was worth value, and he's used it to expand to much more than I ever thought possible. I went and I did what he said. He's moved in my life. Now the oil has stopped flowing. You ever felt like that, that God has done something in your life for a season, and now he's not doing that anymore? And sometimes we can get depressed and frustrated and aggravated and, fr and, and, and irritated by that. But she goes to him, she goes, hey, I've been doing what you said to do. God is not doing that anymore. God has moved on from that. Here's what that tells me. Sometimes we worship moves of God like they're always going to happen, but they will end. God has new seasons for your life. She goes through and says, God is not moving in that way in my life anymore. Behind closed doors, he was developing me, and now I guess it's time for me to come out in front of the door and be elevated, not just developed. And so I, what do I need to do? He says, go sell the oil and pay your debt. In other words, he goes, I already know that what you've got in the jars is going to be more than enough. It's going to be enough to pay the debt that you owe. Remember the need to begin with. The need was, I've got a debt. I have no value in this life because I'm a female and my husband is dead. So I have no value. I can't get a job. I can't pay. I can't do these things, right? Because I have no value, I can't pay the debt that was left to me. And now the creditor is coming to me saying he's going to take my kids. He's going to sell my kids as slaves. He's going to take the money that they make. He's going to put it towards the debt that I owe. And that's what it's going to be. And I can't have that. And so the, the man tells her to go and do these things. And now he looks at her and says, go. Use the very thing that God was just doing in you behind closed doors. And use it to pay the need that you have. How amazing is it that God knows exactly what we need? Exactly what we need. And often it happens in ways we don't expect. Hear me. She did not expect for a small flask of oil to provide the need that she had. But often we get confused. And here's what we get confused on today. We get confused on the difference between a need and a want. The need and a want. We... If you, how many of you have kids in the house today? Anybody got kids or grandkids or brothers and sisters? All that stuff, right? That's great. I'm trying to teach my kids, my two oldest. I got a seven and a five-year-old. My 10-month-old is, is not going to grasp this yet, but I'm trying to teach them, you don't need everything you think you need. I'm trying to teach my five-year-old little girl, you don't need an LOL doll. In fact, you, I promise you don't need any more. You have 15 billion, right? You don't need, I'm trying to teach my son, you don't need a Nintendo Switch. Anybody. You don't need those things. And, and so yesterday we went to Columbia, or, or the, uh, the Soda City Market, downtown Columbia, and we had to walk through uh, the Mass General store to get to our car because uh, we parked in a parking garage right behind it. And so we did that, and that may have been the worst mistake I've made in a long, long time. <laughs> For me, one, because I needed candy because it's sitting right there, so I found some. And... Uh, but as they're walking through, I keep hearing, Daddy, I need this. Daddy, I need a toy. Daddy, I need that. And I'm like, dude, you got, literally, if I added it up, you probably have thousands of dollars worth of toys at our house. 
You're probably the same way with your kids. Thousands of dollars worth of stuff, right? You don't need that. And I heard uh, my son uh, tell my daughter this. And I wanted to look at him and go, pot, meat, kettle, right? He goes, you don't need that. You want that, Kylie. And I wanted to be like, I was going to have a praise break right there in the middle of the store. Like, just start just throwing down, right? That was bad rever dance right there. But it is. And so, we're like, I wanted to have a praise break. Like, praise God, he's listening. He don't get it. But he's listening. He's repeating something I'm saying, right? In the same way, many of us are the same way spiritually. God, I need this. I need you to send me the love of my life. And God's going, no, what you, you want the love of your life. You need to learn to love yourself. God, I need a new vehicle. No, you don't. You want a new vehicle. You need to learn how to budget. Come on, we're getting into this today. God, I need my church family to reach out to that person because they're in need. No, you want your church family to do it. You need to do it because you are the church, anybody. You are the church. God, I need somebody to love me. No, you don't need that. You want somebody's approval. You need to learn to take refuge in the cross of Christ. You see the difference between a need and a want? God, I need all you can eat Pasta and soup at Olive Garden. God, I need Kiki's chicken and waffles today for lunch. Praise God, hallelujah. If you hadn't had that, your life will change. You're welcome. Right? No, I don't need that. What I need is nutrition. I want that stuff. You hear what I'm saying? Like, we're breaking it down to a very elementary school thing, but the truth is, many of us, we will get mad when God doesn't provide our need, but it's not our need, it's our want. God didn't answer my prayer the way that I thought so. I thought he would. I prayed so hard for this, and the Bible tells me that if I pray, he'll give me the desires of my heart. Yeah, when your heart lines up with his. Here, you got to read the whole context of the scripture. It's all in there. The truth of the matter is, when he doesn't answer the way that we think he should answer, we hold a, 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 a stick against him, and we think that it's our place to keep score. But we only keep score with our wants, never our needs. Because here's the thing, you need, you need running water and you need a comfortable house. Most of you today are going home to a comfortable house. Let me ask you this question today. It's kind of cliche, but I want to ask you this question. If, I, if you woke up this morning with only the things that you thanked God for yesterday, would you be okay with that? Would I even wake up with the possession of my kids? Would I even wake up with a home? Would I wake up with a car? Would I wake up with money in my bank account? Would I wake up with a spouse? Would I wake up with a, in a bed? Or would I not wake up with much of anything? Because many of us are so busy complaining about God not giving us our want that we haven't paid attention to the fact that he's blessing us with our need. Hear me. We've got to understand. He looks at her and says, go, use the move that he just did behind closed doors and use it to pay off the debt that you have. In other words, I know what you need. And I have provided your need. Don't take advantage of the need. I'm taking care of the need. I need you to hear me today. The truth is, no matter who you are, where you are, where you've come from, God knows exactly what you need. God knows what you need in this season, in this moment. I know, I know you feel like you're forgotten. I know you feel like he's not listening. I know you feel like he's, he's mad at you and frustrated with you and he's ignoring you, but I'm telling you, he knows what you need today. 
right where you are with tears running down your face. You put on a smile and makeup this morning. You think you can hide the addiction that you're addicted to. You think you can hide the bitterness that binds you. I understand that. He knows what you need no matter what you look like today. Because many times we will hide what we need from people because we're afraid that we'll be judged by our need. He knows what you need. He knows what it takes, but it takes us getting in line with him and doing what he says to get the need answered sometimes. She had to go behind closed doors. Go listen to the messages. She had to go behind closed doors to get developed to a place to where he can move in her life so that when the need came, it didn't destroy her. Many times, we are so focused on the blessing that God's going, I can't give you the blessing because if I gave you a blessing right now, it'd destroy you in the next season. It would elevate you to a place that you can't handle, your character's not ready for, your, your integrity isn't ready for, your marriage isn't ready for, your kids aren't ready for, and I know you want this, and I know it's there, but you don't need that right now because you're not ready for that right now. And God's looking at it. See, God's got a perspective we don't have. Have you ever noticed that the further you get away from a situation or the further you get away from things, the more it makes sense what's happening, right? The more it makes sense, you can kind of look. That's why they say what? Uh, um, retrospect or, or, or looking back is always what? 2020. Why? Because when I look back on something, I'm far enough away from it to see the bigger picture. Can I tell you something? Often, whenever we get mad at God for not giving us our want, if we could back up long enough to see the bigger picture, we'd understand why He gave us our need and not our want. We've got to understand that, that. And I know you're sitting there going, well, man, God's just not going to give me anything I want. I don't believe that either. I believe God will give us what we want when we show him we're faithful with what we need. Come on now. Why, why would God give me a promotion that would destroy me financially when I, he can't trust me with tithe? Y'all, anybody in the house? <laughs> why would God give me friends that are couples whenever I've been lusting over their wife to begin with? Come on. Don't get mad. This is just truth, right? You know why I know this is such a thing? Because I hear people all the time, God, I'm pray. I, you know, I don't understand why God won't give me this. And it's like, I don't understand why God won't give me a 3,000 square foot house with six bedrooms and three baths. Probably because you don't need a six bedroom house with three bedrooms or, or a six bedroom house, house with three bathrooms. There may come a moment where you're blessed with that, but what if you don't need that right now? What if that financial uh, burden that would come on you may destroy you and we can't look back up long enough to see it? You with me, did I? I think God will give us desires. I think God will give us our wants, but the thing is, is we got to know the difference between the two. I believe that wants are indicators of internal priorities. Wants are indicators of internal priorities. I want a brand new truck. I want a brand new Ford Raptor. Anybody in the house with me? Oh, 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 oh. I want me a brand new Ford Raptor. I want a boat to pull behind that Ford Raptor so me and my boy Brian can go to the lake and we can go fishing and skiing and have some fun on the lake. You know what I'm saying, right? That's what I want. But if I don't get that, my faith isn't deterred by that because that not, might not be what I need. My faith is not dependent on what I have. My faith is dependent on who he is. And when I get it mixed up, is where the need and the want gets mixed up. And I, I think sometimes we hold a candle to God and we're going, hey, I love you because you gave me what I prayed for. Dude, that's not faith. That's a gumball machine. I put 25 cent in, turn the handle, and I get a prayer out. 
That's not what this is. Whenever we start talking about faith and we start talking about what it means to experience more of God and we start talking about setting out jars, the problem is, is many, can I just be real? Many of us come into church and we're expecting to be fed, but we don't go anywhere else to get fed. We don't set out the jars during the week to go, I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to do a Bible study and I'm going to worship and I'm going to do these things. And then we come to church and we wonder why we can't get, I wish I could feel what they feel during worship. Well, no wonder you can't because you ain't close enough to the Father because you're not setting out the jars that he can fill with your presence. You're, you're living off somebody else's anointing. Let's just get into this thing. Like, I'm tired of holding back today. Let's just put, we want to, oh God, I wish you'd bless me. No, you don't. You want him to give you goosebumps so the back of the, the hair on the back of your neck will stand up so you'll feel okay. So when you walk out of here, you'll feel like you can make it to Wednesday and be positive enough to not kill somebody. Setting out a jar is to look and go, God, I just want you. I don't care about the truck or the boat. I don't care about nothing else. I will, I will sacrifice what I need to sacrifice to get where you want me to get, God. Nothing else, God. I'll do it on Sunday. I'll do it on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Some of us think we can serve our way out of sin. You can't serve your way out of sin. You can't give your way out of sin. You can redeem, God, Jesus can redeem your way out of sin. But that's the only way out of the bondage of hell. There's no other way out of it. We got to set out the jars. And we got to say, you know what, God, I'm tired of playing this game. It's all about you. I need you. I want approval. That's why we give up on friendships. That's why we give up on spouses. That's why we give up on marriages. That's why we give up on churches. Let's just call it out. We'll sit back and go, you didn't give to me what I wanted. Who cares what you wanted? What if it's what you needed? What if it's what you needed? What if God hasn't elevated you to a place of public promotion yet because you're not developed behind closed doors yet? What if we stop complaining about what God is doing in us? Because what he's doing in us will eventually come through us. And we just start going, you know what, God, I'll set out a jar. And I'll set out a jar until you tell me the oil has stopped flowing in this season and it's time to do something else for the next season. That's what I'll do. Come on. Jars is not about going, all right, God, I'm setting out a jar for this. We do that. But we watch him move in the season. Stop telling God when your season is up. God, I, 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 you ain't, you're not blessing me like I thought financially. Well, you ain't tithing like he told you to. God, you're not blessing my marriage. Well, you ain't even spending, you're spending more time with your boss than you are her. God, I, I, you're not blessing my church like I thought you would. You ain't handed out an invite in six months. You can't complain about that. Anybody. Let's just, this one may not make the cut on, on the internet. <laughs> God, I hadn't seen you do something miraculous in my life. The only time you spend time with him is when it feels good up here and Elliot's going to town on nothing else, nothing else. And I get up and start singing and you start singing and the person next to you hits you and you ain't felt goosebumps from God. You felt the breeze go by you from their hand going up. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. God, I wish you'd bless my finances. Then get off your checkbook. Listen, I'm not, I don't even know who I'm talking to. The truth of the matter is, some of us are begging God to do something that we won't get up and do ourselves. We had not sent out a jar in one, in one moment. We've been held back 
by everything. And God's looking at us and going, no, 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 no. I know what you need. Your wants are just so jacked up that your internal priorities are not about the blesser. It's about the blessing. It's more about what I can get. Let me ask you this. Do I love God because of what he can give me or do I love God because of who he is? What if he never gave you anything else? What if, I, what if God never, ever, ever gave you anything else? Now, that's not God's nature. That's not God's nature. But what if? Then here's the truth. I'd still love him. You know why? He pulled me off an operating table three times and told me in my spirit, I got something bigger for you, and it's time to get up and walk, and let's do this thing. I can sit back and complain that I walk around with a pacemaker in my chest and other medical problems, or I can get up and go, I don't know how much time I got left on this earth, but I'll make the most of it while I got it. Yeah. Which one is it? Which one is it? It's a difference of jars or complaints. And man, I'm just tired of living this. I'm tired of watching. I know my call in life is to bring people to a place where they live a life they only thought possible. And I'm not just talking about financially. I'm just tired of watching people walk around and they're like, God ain't doing nothing in my life. Dude, you're breathing right now. You got breath in your lungs, so you got purpose in your body. It's time for you to get up and do something and stop whining. My spouse, my spouse won't love me. Get over it. Love him. Love her. Stop going to everybody else and go get the approval you need from Jesus and show him what it means to be Jesus. Come on, somebody. I don't need anything. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. Because here, here's why. In the moment, I may think I'm praying over a need. But what I'm really doing is my internal priorities are, are masking a need to be a I want to be a need. God, I really need $200,000. And God's going, I'd love to give it for, to you. In fact, I'll make a way for it. But what you really need is Dave Ramsey. <laughs> right? God, I really need, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to move forward. The second one is this. He says this. He says, and you and your sons can live on what? The rest. You and your sons can live on the rest. God's provision will always surpass our abilities. That's why it's so important that we always increase our abilities. As a pastor, as a preacher, as a leader, as a teacher, my job is to continually grow to a place to where I can do my job better. To where I can lead us to places we've never been. To where I can love you at a level I've never loved you before. And sometimes that means loving you through people instead of loving and letting you love me. Sometimes that means leading your leaders so that your leaders can lead you. You know, and, and, and that's my job, right? So I increase my abilities. I study some of the greatest communicators in the world, and I do not put myself on their pedestal, but I try to learn how do they connect with their audience? How do they connect the Word of God to life? Because if I can't connect it to life, then it's not going to help you very much today. But here's what I've learned. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, they're going to throw that on the screen. And I just want to go on that for just a moment today. It says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think, according to the power within us. Just leave that up. I want you to pay attention to something. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond. Do you know who him is? It's God. It's God. He is able to do far more abundantly beyond. That means in excess of where we are right now. In excess of what we can, it says, beyond all that we ask or think. Beyond all that we can even fathom. 
Whatever our greatest imagination is, whatever our greatest call is, whatever our greatest whatever is, the truth of the matter is, he wants to do more than that. I know that you want God to change your life. He wants to change your life more than you do. But you got to fall in love with the Savior for your habits to shift. Your habits can't shift and then fall in love with the Savior. It doesn't work that way. When you get in the presence of God, everything changes. Priorities change. That, that, that addiction that's bound you for years doesn't take on the priority that it used to because now I'm all about the kingdom of God. Anybody with me? And so we're in this thing to where it's like beyond all that we ask or think. So here's what I believe God is telling us to do in this scripture and beyond. Ask or think bigger. Ask or think more. Ask or think more than you ever thought possible. Because if I'm asking God for 10,000 people, and that's really what God has, has led me to pray for at Radiate Church, do you know that he wants to do more than that? One of my ultimate just crazy prayers and goals for Radiate Church is at some type of ministry in all 50 states. How incredible would that be? Do you know what I believe? God wants that to happen to 100, two ministries in every state. And beyond the United States, into Africa, into Somalia, into China, into Japan, into Israel. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if that's more? That's why every time we get to a place of accomplishment of a vision, it changes. Oh, well, God stopped moving in that way. Yeah, because now you're, what used to be there is here. And now you're looking at something else that's there because he's expanding your thinking. That's why we have to ask and imagine more. What if, what, if, what, if, what if God wants to do more in your life, but our asking and thinking is so small that we can't even see it? Are you with me? Some, some of us miss it, and here's how we miss it. Because we pray prayers that we could accomplish on our own. Can I tell you something? Listen to me, and, and I need you to hear this. I really need you to hear this. God is not in the business of helping you exist. God is in the business of helping you thrive. God is not in the business. Many of us just pray. Well, and I've heard the prayers, and I'm not making fun of anybody, but I'm challenging something. I've heard the prayers. God, if you can just get me through this season. Man, if that's all you're praying, I, I don't know what to tell you about your faith because my faith is only, God, just make me positive today so that I don't take somebody's head off at work. We've prayed those. I've prayed those. I'm going into a meeting. And if they say one cross word to me, God, I pray that you make me patient enough to where I don't chew, mm, I don't chew them up, spit them back out. You know what I'm talking about. Y'all ain't holier than now. I'm the preacher. It's okay. I'm just kidding. Here's the deal. What if I stopped praying those prayers? And I started praying when Jesus said, you will be known as my disciples by your love. That means we love everybody no matter what. What, what if we stopped praying prayers of, God, get me through the moment, and we started praying prayers of, God, teach me how to, ex how to thrive in your kingdom. Teach me how to impact people in my world. Don't teach me how to just get through the office today. Teach me how to impact and change their lives today. When I walk in the room, I want to be so full of the anointing and the Spirit of God that everything in the atmosphere shifts. What if that was our prayer? Well, God wants to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that I ask or think, right? So if I'm praying that, then don't you think God wants to do more than that? It's a jar. It's a jar. And I, I know we got on some things just a moment ago, but I want you to hear me and understand that 
I am I can't I can no longer be a preacher that just sits up here and tells you things and just plays patty cake with sin and disobedience like we can't do that junk with each other we have to go to each other in love do you know the Bible never says the Bible or didn't never say the Bible says to confess your sins to who one another what kind of leader would I be if we don't even call out disobedience in God and we just look at him and just go, hey, if I sweep this under the rug, you can forget about it. No. What we can do is ask or think more than we've ever asked or thought before and watch God do more than he's ever done before. If I want more of a financial breakthrough in my life, you know what I got to do? I got to give more than I've ever given. If I want God to do more in my marriage, you know what I got to do? Things I've never done. If I want God to take me to places I've never been, I better be willing to do things I've never done. Ever before. Matthew 6, 25 through 26 says this, and, and this is encouragement today. And I know some of you are like, man, this is, this is hard. Yeah, but it's encouraging. Listen to me. I want you to hear me before we get in this. God knows exactly what you need. That's encouraging today. Hear me. Right where you are, you may be sitting there and God is bringing things up in your life that you know just need to be shaved off. And just need to be fixed. Can I tell you something? God knows exactly what you need today. God knows what you need to break the addiction. God knows what you need to break the curse. God knows what you need to break the generational curse. God knows what you need to get through the moment. God knows what you need to get through the anxiety, to get through the depression, to get through the, all the things that you're struggling with. God knows exactly, hear me, exactly what you need. Isn't that encouraging today? And then he will also not just give us what we need, but he'll give us more than enough. Hear me. This is, this is Matthew 6, 25 through 26. I love this. It says, for this reason, Jesus is talking. He says, for this reason, I, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Wow. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, nor do they reap, nor do they gather in barns. In other words, he's going, hey, they don't sow seeds that reap a harvest. That you, they got to have storage units to hold it. They don't do any of that. And he says this, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And are you not worth much more than they? Man, you know why that's encouraging to me? Because Jesus literally says this, I'm more important than the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. It says in another, trans in another chapter in the Bible. I'm more important than that. And yet he looks at us and goes, you don't need to worry about those things. Don't worry about the external. Don't worry about the things you're going to put on. Don't worry about the things that you're becoming. Don't worry. About Here's what you need to do. You need to worry about me. Another series of scripture says it like this, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. How comforting is that? Then he looks at you, hear me, he looks at you in your sin, in your frustration, in your mess up, in your muck, and he looks at you and goes, I believe in you enough that I'm going to take care of you. The only thing I need from you is repentance and submission. I can, if you'll give me those two things, you'll become a moldable clay that I can do something with. And it may be hard, it may be difficult, it may be frustrating, it may be irritating. You may have to cut some things, you may have to add some things, but the truth of the matter is, I believe in you enough that I know what you need and I'm going to provide it. And I'm going to provide you enough that's going to get you through to the next season. Will you stand with me today? Because I want to do two things. I want you to know that God has got you.
God's got you, man. It's encouraging. God's got you. No matter where you are, who you are, or what's happened, God's got you. Today, broken heart and all, he's got you. So if you would just bow your heads, and I just want to do this. I just want to pray, and I just want to ask this question. If there's anybody out there that would say, you know what? I just have never given my life to Jesus, but I've heard about a Jesus I've never heard of today. And I just want to pray that salvation prayer so that I can start a new life with him. If that's you, would you throw your hand up in the air right now so that we can start? I just want to pray with you. Just pray with you right now that Jesus would come into our life and forgive us. And we're going to start a new life. As your hand is held up, somebody's going to place a clipboard in your hand today. And that's okay. We just want some information so we can walk this out with you and give you some resources. Just hold them up high. And I just want the whole church to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for forgiveness and loving me. I give you my life. I give you my heart. Thank you for welcoming me into the family. You bridge the gap of salvation. And I accept that. I want to walk with you daily. I want to walk with you everywhere that we go. Teach me, guide me, and direct me. Thank you for a new life. Just, if you haven't gotten that clipboard, just continue holding your hands up as I continue to pray. They're getting more right now. Y'all, we had five people raise their hand for salvation this morning. Come on, hands still up. Hold them up, they're gonna bring them to you. But here's what I wanna do. I just wanna pray right now. I just wanna pray over every single person in the room, and then we're gonna let you out of here. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for loving us. And right now, God, I just pray that you would just begin to move in us in a great way. God, that you begin to do things that change our lives. God, that as we set out more jars, more things are happening in our lives. God, we see you move in a greater way. And Lord, I thank you that you know exactly what we need. Help us when we don't know what we need, that we still trust you that you know what we need. God, I pray that our wants would become what you want us to have. God, that it's not wrong to pray for wants, but we just know that you'll provide what we need first. And God, I just pray that you would align our hearts with you. God, that you would provide everything that we need for this season and the next season. And God, we're trusting you and believing you, and we honor you. In your holy name we pray. And if you believe Jesus is doing something great in your life, will you make some noise in the house this morning? Come on.